Australia's premier Indigenous-oriented Premier League TV program over the Black Dot is back for the 2023 season. And I'm glad to say co-hosts Bordella Cruz and Dean Widers have agreed to join us on NITV Radio to tell us about all the goodies the show has got in spades for audiences this season. Welcome to NITV Radio, Bo and Dean. Thanks for having us. Yes, brother, we're pretty excited, man. Another season of footy right out of our doorstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our very anticipated start after a cracking 2022 season. 2023 season uh, in uh, rugby league has started with a bang already, as far as the game goes, with an extended lineup and the very first surprise and major upset of the season already. Uh, an upset that saw the smallest and little-known team, the Dolphins, beat the, the Roosters. Roosters. The Roosters, yeah, 28-18. Yeah, it was up there at Suncorp. There was about 32,000 people. Um, it actually felt like a full stadium, sounded like a full stadium. And, yeah, probably the biggest upset of round one. But um, Dino was chatting to old Uncle Wayne last week and um, he was never in doubt. So that's probably good signs for them. And Bertrand, I will say, look, this girl, she loves all the Queensland teams. And any time <laughs> the Brisbane side wins, she wants to rub it into everyone. So now she's got Redcliffe up there, well, the Dolphins up there, and mm-hmm. she loved it that she could rub it in that they beat the Roosters on the weekend. And all, she got... four, all four Queenslanders won, which was... Uh... Queensland teams won, which was nice. <laughs> so Queensland vs New South Wales, uh, a kind of uh, state of origin, I'd say. Uh, it's going to be—is it going to be the same rivalry going on uh, on uh, over the black dot? Having kind of state of origin. Right? I'm wearing blue. Look, yeah. I'm wearing blue for New South Wales here early, but uh, yeah, both she loves her Queensland teams, and when they all win, she can't wait to rub it in, and that's always her highlights. And uh, but you know, it's a, <laughs> it, it was a great win, and. Uh, an Indigenous great player, Arthur Beetson. True for him and his family on the weekend. It would have been something that Hardy proudly would have been looking down on watching and uh, the families enjoyed the moment last mm-hmm. week. So well done to everyone involved in that great mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. And what's to be expected uh, on over the Black Dot uh, in uh, 2023? Any new hosts or new format? Uh, yeah, tell us more about the show. Well, we get to go deeper into the real issues yeah. and have some real yarns yeah. and, and um, concentrate on our players' stories. You know, there's amazing stories amongst our Indigenous players, male and female, and we'll get to tell those to our audience and mm. people will be able to experience something that they might not know about the players just by watching them uh, week to week and then also looking at the real issues in the game and addressing mm. them, which is certainly exciting. Yeah, it's not so analytical like it used to be um, last year. So it's more sort of Dino and I and whoever else started because Bo Champion's back as well. It's just having a bit of a yarn and, um, like, like Dino said, getting a bit deeper into the issues but also being able to to spread a beautiful shining light on our boys and our women when the NRLW um, comes about in the second part of the season. So, yeah, it's exciting new format and we look forward to it. And the big thing too is both of us are big fans of community football mm. and what what rugby league means to our communities out there. So we'll be telling those stories as well and uh, giving more time and airtime to that those sort of stories mm. and hopefully are getting messages out there to people and changing the way they, they feel about the game as well. And speaking about community, last year one of the biggest community events, the Koori Knockout, marked 50 years, a really momentous occasion, uh, especially uh, 
as we are coming out of the pandemic, community, families and players were actually able to go out and reconnect in big numbers again. I believe it will be even bigger this year. And uh, yeah, is it going to be bigger for you guys as well in terms of coverage? Yeah, I think with the knockout, um, regardless of all the negatives that t- try to keep like creep in, um, like let's talk about the weather. Uh, it was it was ridiculous, hey, the rain down there, the mud. But I think because we needed that positive, um, I suppose, event and turn of events in our communities, that it was amazing. The knockout was probably the best one I've been to so far, regardless of anything negative. It was positive for our people and, you know, we really had an amazing time. Both Dino and I jumped on commentary, um, which was amazing. We are on sideline. We were doing everything, eh? It was muddy. Mm. It was flooded. But no blackfellas complained. Nah. They just got on with the footy and we're just so appreciative that the event was back on yeah. after three big years and uh, certainly enjoyed that. The Murray Carnival is always mm. brilliant as well up there in Queensland. Yeah. And they had the interstate challenge in the in the preseason as well where the winners from the Crew Knockout played the winners from the Murray, Murray Carnival. Mm. So um, NAB from Newcastle won the men's and the women's was won by the Brisbane Natives. So there's lots of good events that are back on the Indigenous footy calendar. Yeah. And us at NITV, we love, we love telling the stories mm. Rugby League is big in New South Wales and Queensland and uh, all the East Coast big cities. But, uh, yeah, the game has also got fans right across the country, including in uh, remote areas. Because I know when you go there, you find people barracking for teams in big cities like the Roosters, the Broncos or Melbourne Storm. Teams uh, in cities where they've never been to, but people... Out on country, know their game. They know and love their players. They follow them very closely. Will you be going to those areas, broadcast from there, and take more of the game to the fans? Yeah. We travel a lot. We travel <laughs> yeah. a lot, both of us, for our work. And we keep, you know, want people to tell us those stories and relay those stories. But it would be great, you know, to get cameras out there and, and showcase some of the people out there because that's the heart of the game in these areas. And yeah. we've played far and wide and loved far and wide. And I think it's important to tell those stories. And with our new format in the show this year, um, you know, Bo travels a lot uh, to rural and remote communities. I do a little bit of it as well. Give us a camera. Let's get out there and let's tell those stories because I know our people would love it. Yeah, rugby league women's competition has been growing in popularity as well over the years and it's been expanding. How will you be approaching uh, the women's competition in the program this season? Yeah, look, we've expanded the the, uh, NRLW by four teams. So Tigers have come into um, the game, Sharks. Cowboys and who am I missing? Raiders. So it's um it's so exciting and there are so many amazing opportunities for young women to come into the game. Um, we're seeing a lot of women come from other sports now, which is good. I mean, we did previously with uh, rugby sevens. We had a few of those converts come over. So we're starting to see more and more girls get into the game and even at the little grassroots level. Like I remember my son, my eldest boy, who's 10 now, in his first year of 40, he had one girl in his whole comp and now my uh, seven-year-old son son has got two girls in his team. So that's where um, 
footy's growing. It's growing so big. Um, and I just, I really just want it to be successful. And, um, you know, some people are talking about it maybe going a bit too big too soon. Yes and no, it does have its, it's going to have its challenges, but it's also going to have its positives as well. And I just can't wait to see the, you know, the new blood of um, young NRLW players coming through. And I've got a daughter now and, you know, it's something that I, you know, one day I hope that she might want to get into, but obviously, you know, the pathways are going to be there for her. Um, and, and it's a lot different now, like, you know, the, the tackling, the safety with tackling and being tackled and all. It was always a concern for people and, and it's a concern for me as a mother for my sons even. So I think, you know, we've um, we've definitely evolved in the women's space and Dino's back, hopefully back coaching again at Para. You know, so they've got some really good coaches. We need more female head coaches as well. I think, um, you know, we've only got the one in Karen Murphy at the moment um, up there at the Titans. But, yeah, it's a space to grow through, you know, the coaching, the admin. It's, it's yeah, it's really open slather for anyone, isn't it, Dino? And it's, it's yeah. really exciting to see it go into the future. Yeah, you just mentioned First Nations is a growing participation in the sport, uh, in the men's and the women's side, especially on the grassroots level. We can see a very high participation all the way from the grassroots to elite levels. But it has appeared that there is a gap in leadership roles, especially in um, uh, terms of coaching on the men's side. Definitely an area that needs mm. to be addressed. And, um, we spoke be, about it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. there's got to be targeted programs out there to, to help uh, close close this gap and to create these opportunities. And the game's got to provide these opportunities. We need to change the minds and the mindset of people in clubland to give our, our, our people a chance. And it's definitely an area that the NRL will target in the next five to six years, you know what I mean? We need everyone to jump on board with it and, create these opportunities and mentoring will be a big part of that and, and giving people opportunities to, to ex- have experiences. So um, I think it's, uh, while it's a, a massive barrier to break down, I think it's an exciting challenge for us you know, as Indigenous people working in and around the game to try and see if we can get to that point where we have an Indigenous coach there because it will change a lot of the ways people think in the game. Yeah. I think you just got to look at it. The two coaches that um, coached the women's grand final last year were both Indigenous you know, so that just goes to say something. I don't know if, if that's enough. If it isn't, well, I don't know what is, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is exciting times, but let's hope everybody jumps on board. A new season, new format means you also have uh, new guests and possibly even uh, maybe some uh, host presenters. Tell us about some of the big names you'll be talking to in the new season. <laughs> yeah, we'll get... All the Indigenous stars. Yeah, there, we hope right? to. Yeah, Latrell <laughs> Mitchell, Cody Walker, regular on the on the show, and always fantastic guests to get in. Dolphy uh, Kerr, yeah. trying to take over my hot dot role. I don't know about that. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys coming in, and yeah. they got to be careful there, Bertrand, that they don't push us out of our roles. I but reckon. there's a few um, ex players and current players that come mm. on the show regularly, and. Uh, uh, we highlight some of the NRLW players as well and introduce to a lot of our younger players. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a place that our Indigenous players, they feel really comfortable coming on the show and having our yarn with their own mob and, and, and 
getting that messages out there to a lot of our mob that watch the the show on NITV and a lot of non-Indigenous people that watch as well. They they feel really comfortable and safe coming on the show, so they yeah. like it. And we're different. We like to have a little bit of fun with the boys yeah. and, and the girls when they come on and, and tell those stories of their background and things like that. So I think they really appreciate that. Yeah, so you provide a safe space to have a good yarn and enjoy the good storytelling. And why not maybe crack a joke every now and then? <laughs> that's, a part of our, that's a part of our culture, you know, humour. Yeah. Um, we always like to have a laugh about everything. Um, you know, nothing's taken to heart. You know, we can we can have a go at someone next one week, and we can be best friends the next week. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. And um, you know, we want to just make sure that we are highlighting our own people the way they should be. Um, and yeah, like we we don't want a lot of negativity on the show. It's all about you know our mob and what they're doing through our communities and how what they do on the field is affecting communities in a positive way. So we want to make sure that's really highlighted in everything that we do week in, week out with the show. Boo and Dean, before I let you go, just a final word for our listeners. I reckon tune in. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of yarns, and uh, come and watch, come for a good ride. And a lot of mistakes, and we're going to own those mistakes as well. <laughs> We already have, don't worry. <laughs> that's part of being human. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's what makes it real. A very polished program wouldn't sound uh, real. Yeah, Bo we and... own it. Don't worry, we own it. We own our mistakes. Bo de la Cruz and Dean Weeders, thank you very much for joining us on NITV Radio to talk to us about Over the Black Dot Season 2023. Thanks for having us.